everybody. Welcome to Fill My Heart. My name is Drew Absher. And I'm Parker Newman. And the reason there's not that much intro music uh, is because we got in trouble with YouTube. Uh, we got oh, a video. Really? Yeah, we got a video yanked. I told you about it on the Patreon, but uh, yeah, the Black Keys. Last week we came in with the Black Keys song, uh, The Weight of Love. And they, I like an hour after I upload the podcast, we got a YouTube strike. So. We have to, I guess we have to be a little bit more careful with the intro music, not playing as much. So don't they have, I I think that the rule is like 15 seconds. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it can't be like consecutive. Um, so yeah, so you can't be like 15 seconds, take a second break, 15 more seconds. You know, you can't like do it like that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. (laughs) So I'm like, okay, well we'll try to stick to like half of that. Try to shoot for like eight seconds. Anyway, these are these are behind the scenes stuff that people 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 would need to know about. It's funny how podcasts have given an inside to like the the inner workings of how comedy works. It'd be funny if now they just become about how podcasts work and then like Chris Hardwick just starts interviewing Joe Rogan about what it's like to do a podcast. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. I mean, they're like very soon, like jo- like Jamie's gonna teach a master class. I'm telling you, it's gonna happen, Jamie Vernon. Yeah, you're not far off. Friday. It was funny. I right before the show started, we were talking about what we were gonna talk about, and this is a perfect segue. I did a comedy show last night, or I didn't do it. I went down there. Mariam was on it, and so I drove down there with her. Uh, and dude, it's just so funny, just how like, you know, it, you're expecting things to be like abnormally different where you're like what you know you're kind of just like all these people are gonna have crazy material about quarantine you know and shit like that and then like one lady's jokes are just like i masturbate to podcasts and you're like nope it's still the same (laughs) what was that joke i i want to know uh dude if i even if i began to explain it to you'd be like yeah but what's the joke and i'd be like i don't you know it's it's in there somewhere it's You're in the delivery. You want to know what it is more. <laughs> no, I think that I don't want to butcher this person's bit. And, I, you know, it was it was it was like if you brought me a, a skunk that you that you ran over with your car. And I was like, well, I don't want to butcher this thing, you know. Uh, but <laughs> um, yeah, it was uh, it was just like she was like, I masturbate to podcasts. And then she was like, not Joe Rogan's podcast, though. I masturbate to my own podcasts. That's how uh, Norton, you're like, okay, oh, all right. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was one of those bits I where you're like, that, mm-hmm. most comics in San Francisco, what they do, like, how they whenever. <laughs> yeah, there was some funny, um, there was a couple guys, but dude, oh my God, it was at this fucking restaurant outside. And, um, Mariam and I drove, like, you know, from Sac- Sacramento to San Francisco, which, if you don't know, is about an hour and a half. And, um, we get down there. Parker, are you frozen or are you just staring off? Oh, <laughs> I couldn't tell if you were if you were staring off into the distance or if you're frozen. No, I'm like really annoyed by my hair today. Like, oh, I, it looks fine. Oh, really? No, like it's weird. Yeah, I'm just trying to like uh, see how many times a week I should shampoo. Anyway, sorry, I don't mean to, I'm listening, but my advice is not more than once a week. But hey, that's what do I do? Yeah. Um, anyway, um, yeah, so we made like this long ass drive. And, you know, you like the comics get like two menu items. It seems like a pretty comfy gig. And we get there and Mariam like goes up and the lady who owns the restaurant is like managing and also like way too hands on. Like she's not inside. She There's like, you know, it's outdoor. It's outdoors on the sidewalk. There's it goes. So there's maybe like 10 tables total and they have like six waitresses. It doesn't make any fucking sense. It's way yeah. too packed. And so you're like, oh, okay. And so we walk up and there's a, a comic sitting at the, the like door, quote unquote, but it's really just like the entrance to the sidewalk. I don't know if that makes sense. Like, uh, was that the setup? no, 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 no. It was a, it was a little, I don't want to say the name of the restaurant cause I'm about to shit all over the person, but, um, uh, but yeah, it was just like a little restaurant thing, but you know how like, uh, this, the sidewalk dining, they have like little kind of like pseudo entrances to their dining space kind of thing like it'll have like a little hostess booth and shit um so we like walked up there and the lady's like mariam's like oh yeah i'm a comic performing on the show tonight and then she's like oh okay cool 
And then she was like, kind of like, I think asking in a way like, who's this, you know? And then Mariam's like, oh, this is my boyfriend. And then she's like, oh, okay. So do you like want to sit right here and points to the table, like literally like less than six feet away from where the comics are. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I don't, I don't really want to sit there. And then she's like, oh, but like the point of bringing people is to, is to support. I'm like, yeah, I'm also a comedian. Like I'm not, I'm not yeah. just her boyfriend. Like I'm also a comic. I know how to navigate these circles, you know? And then she, Mariam's like, yeah, like where are the comics going to be standing? We'll just like hang out over there. And then she was like, oh, well they're going to be all over there. And I was like, oh yeah, that's fine. And she like points off to the side. It's like not even on the sidewalk. And I'm like, yeah, I'll just stand over there. And she's like, well, you know, these comics, they kind of have their own little group and all this and that. And I'm like, I'm just like, at at this point, I'm just like, oh, this lady thinks she knows like everything, you know? And, and she's like, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's fine. She's like, you sure they like, don't really wear their masks and they smoke a lot. I'm like, yeah, no, that's what comedy is. I said it just like (laughs) that. Like, yeah, I, I got it. I know what it is. I fucking do it, you know? And, uh. She's like, dude, insistent, like that we go grab a table. What, dude? Your comics, That's yeah. So weird, dude. And so then, like, she takes us to tables, and I'm like, honestly, like, I just drove an hour and a half. I don't really want to be sitting down right now. I'd rather like to be standing, you know. And then she's like, oh well, here's a table where you can stand. And I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ! Like, this lady is just not getting. Like, she's just refusing to take no for an answer. Yeah. Oh, and, God, that's weird, dude. And then, so, like, she sits us down, and then, like, I, I'm, an, I'm I'm annoyed because I'm just, like, what, like, this lady just doesn't get it. She doesn't get that I'm not, like, by the way, the table that we're sitting at, it's farther away from the comedians, but it's still front row. Right, and I'm, yeah. like. So you, like, no, like, honestly, but, like. It should be against the Geneva Convention to force someone to watch comedy when they don't want yeah, to. Yeah, and I'm just like, but like, here's the thing is like, I'm not going to buy a fucking item from your restaurant. Like, sorry, I'm just not. I'm not on the show. This isn't an open mic. I have no reason to support your, your I'm not going to, dude, like a bowl of guacamole, $16. I'm not, uh, sorry. I'm uh, like a fucking yeah. small ass bowl of fries was 11 bucks. I'm not buying something from here. I'd rather fucking get in and out on the way home, you know? So I'm like, it's weird for me to take up a table. I'm not buying anything. And also, like, I just don't want to be sitting front. And I told Mariam, I'm like, I'm just going to be, I'm going to have my phone on the table playing basketball, and I'll just sit here and watch. And then, like, by the time, like, whatever, we snuck out, and there was a, a comedian's table, like, off to the side. And, dude, there was, like, seven of us there at this table it's outdoors everyone's wearing a mask and me and mariam are standing maybe two or three feet away from the table anyway and she comes up she's like sorry guys uh it it can only be six people at a table and i'm like are you are you and and then she said oh i just got a call like from like like the county health inspector has cameras that they're patrolling like uh no i see seven people at that table she said i got a call like that what? like somebody had called in that there were seven people standing at a table and so she like broke it up dude it was beyond psychopathic yeah that sounds very just like and then yeah and then when mariam is on stage i'm just like standing there watching her set you know and dude a, a waitress comes up to me essentially like are you going to buy anything like in, in nicer words than that? But oh, essentially yeah, with yeah. that attitude, like, Hey, are you just like, have you been like, I think I forget exactly what her wording was, but it was something along the lines of like, has anyone asked you if you needed anything yet? Like that. And I'm yeah, like, yeah. yeah. And then luckily like the host lady was like, yeah, this is the girl on stage boyfriend. He's a comedian too. And then she's like, Oh, okay. I'm sorry. But I'm fucking positive that dumb fucking owner of the place. Like, sent that lady be like, go make sure you get something to, you know, cause she, she came up to me and she's like, did they get a drink started for you? I'm like, no, I'm not buying anything. <laughs> and she yeah. was like, oh, okay. But dude, it, it was just, it was nice to finally uh, be back in comedy where the owner of a restaurant thinks that they suddenly control everything in comedy. Like that. they're yeah. Like, dude, she was like totally trying to be like, well, you can't hang out with the San Francisco comedians. Cause they're all friends. I'm like, you don't, I was like, what do you think's more likely? I know how this works or you know how this works. Yeah, no, 100%. It's kind of like, uh, like you would, like you wouldn't do that in any other 
industry. You know, be like, no, you can't relate to those other football players because they are in an AF. Team. Like, yeah. You know? Well, it would also be weird if I was like, if I owned a fucking restaurant and someone was like, hey, do you mind if I like hang up my art in your restaurant? And I was like, yeah, sure. And then like another artist came by and was like, hey, I heard you had some art here. And I was like, no, you can't look at it though. Sorry. Yeah. It's my <laughs> restaurant. Sorry. You can't look at the art. You'd be like, yeah. why? And I'd be like, it's my rules. That's how it is in the art business, baby. <laughs> You'd be like, yeah. I know this better than you. What are you talking about? It was just so weird yeah. that she was so insistent that I like me and Mario were both like, well, this is fucking just weird. How insistent she is that I don't stand by the comics. It was weird. Yeah, that's super weird. Maybe, uh, yeah, maybe there's, uh, she's like, nope, no networking. Like, I don't know how she expects, like how she thinks it works. You know, you're supposed to meet people and then hopefully you, you know, get shows or whatever. I don't know. I'm yeah. not good at yeah, she was she was acting like it was the fucking comedy store, and I was like trying to hang out with Joe Rogan. It was so fucking weird. Acting like it's an actual green room or something. Yeah. And oh yeah. Like stealing the Red Bull. Right. Like George Carlin's about to go up at this fucking sidewalk show, and I'm gonna go bother him before a set or something. You know, like so weird. It, it was just bizarre. But I was also like, it was cool to be like in San Francisco. Yeah, for comedy, it was it was kind of in- exciting, but dude, just I'm so glad I'm not a white male comedian in San Francisco. It's just impossible to stand out there. I mean, the, <laughs> dude, genuinely, like the show was just like Mariam, uh, a black comic, and then three white guys. I mean, with almost everything the exact same about them. Yeah, and like beards. Wait, who's the sixth person? Huh? You said that there were six people on the show? No, it, it was just like a, there was just six comedians in total hanging out at a table. I don't I didn't know any of the people on the show. Um I don't know. But no, no, no. I was saying like yeah, there was like there was four comedians on the show and then like uh the host and then um I think one of the guys brought his girlfriend or something like that. So that's, that's where the six people came. But anyway, no, it was just, it was just, I was just like, damn dude, like being a guy in the city, like must be tough. Cause there's actually really funny, uh, white guys in San Francisco that are miles ahead of where those guys were, but they weren't bad. It was just like, you can't stand out here. Yeah, no, it is. It is kind of weird. You know, like uh, you have to find your niche. You just got to be like a, undeniable or whatever like i like there's this really good sarah silverman clip that she put out about like uh you know just being like you have to be you know fuck it like you know like uh john mulaney i think was her example like you just gotta fucking shine and shit yeah and every chance too you know that's what makes comedy so hard is like you know every time you kill it moves you like 0.1 inches and every time you bomb, it moves you back a whole inch. You know, like that's the, that's the game of comedy. Is like the kills mean way less than the bombs do most of the time. You know, <laughs> no, it's very true. Yeah, it is kind of weird because, like, uh, yeah, comedy is you, you're supposed to kind of, or even like show business, whatever. Now you're just supposed to be, you know, kind of unique. So it's hard to do that when you just, you know, people see that, you know. You're just some white guy. And, like, you know, I'm not saying, like, oh, man, I'm so fucking oppressed, just like in every other aspect mm-hmm. of society. But, like, comedy, for sure, you're supposed to, like, really stand out and shit. You know? Like, I'm doing fine with that. Like, I, you know, because yeah. I'm all talk like this and look like this and act like this, you know? But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But, no, I mean, it's distinguishing features. I, I think yeah. Mariam was kind of taken aback a couple days ago when like she's gotten this show that's pretty popular it's called i think i'll i'll say it i'm not gonna say anything like too negative about it uh it's the don't tell shows mm. mariam's gotten booked for it like this she just got booked for it for her second time and they're like a really cool like pop-up show that uh people really love and i've been oh yeah for some reason i'm like oh is that like a gay show like <laughs> the don't ask don't tell show yeah i really thought that's what it's for gay servicemen okay. <laughs> the don't ask don't tell show um no it was uh 
Yeah, it's it's uh, just something that I think it started in the Bay Area and it's kind of or L.A. maybe. And he does them all over. But I've had people like multiple people be like, hey, you should book Drew for this. And I've never gotten booked. And the reason is, is that from what I understand from the words that have gotten back to me is uh, like the guy has just like a stable of white guys in every town. He doesn't need more white guys for it, you know. And I think when I said that to Mariam, she, like, realized, like, oh, shit, like, there actually is, like, some kind of... She was like, well, that's not very fair. And I'm like, well, you know, that's just how kind of it is for me in this, you know? I kind of just have to know that that's going to happen. Like, I'm one of a million white guys doing this. And if I, if you know... And like you said, it's not like a woe is me thing. I'm not being like, Bleh. Yeah. But I'm just like, if, if I did look differently... I would stand out more, you know? Yeah. We're not saying like, you know, like this definitely doesn't apply to like fucking bankers or whatever. Yeah. Like, well, know? we have, we both have two different thoughts here. Like, yes, like white guys are harder to stick out and like, uh, minorities and women don't belong in comedy. Like they're two separate thoughts, but yeah, we, both, yeah, exactly. we both feel that way. It is a white man's game, but also, um, yeah, no, it was just funny. Like, she was i think she was just kind of like oh shit like there actually is like some downside to being a white guy in comedy like yeah you get open mic sets a shit ton you know <laughs> like because that's all you just got to keep pounding that pavement i think people don't realize that is like we know a bunch of people who are like uh who are like minorities or women or people of color and they just like stop going to open mics only after doing comedy for a year and a half cuz they're getting on so many shows they can just do, they can just fuck, fuck open mics and just work shit out at shows. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's so weird because like, I literally don't see how people, you know, how you're supposed to navigate like having diversity and then tokenizing. Like there's no fucking rule book for this shit. Yeah. You know? It's tough. <laughs> yeah. And when you hear that, or, you know, you hear that criticism too of like, oh, well, you know, you're only having this black person on the show cause they're black you're like, well, I mean, like, yes, you told me to do that. <laughs> yeah, I thought that's what I was supposed to be doing. Yeah, no, exactly. It's it can't like, be a meritocracy and always be representative at the same time. It's tough. Yeah, it's very weird because like they like the majority of comics are like straight white guys, you know. Yeah. So it's hard to like have a person of color or you know woman on every show, and you should strive to have as many as possible like you should definitely not exclude anyone but yeah you know it is kind of like a, i don't know i i think that people are too um quick to jump the gun kind of maybe yeah yeah i mean it's just tough you know it, what is I, it's it's you know this the question of representation is interesting because you're like well i mean there are way more white guys in comedy than other other people that look differently so you're like wouldn't representate like if comedy is 80 percent white guys would an accurate representation be that shows be 80 percent white guys you know yeah, you're like no, I, I don't it's i don't understand how all this works in pe to people i really don't mind either way you know i'm like you said like you have to be undeniable and that's my plan but yeah i, I just don't i don't know where people like what what the game is loaded you know what what it's loaded to look like yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like I don't like I like I don't know. I feel like people just do that because like they can't really, you know, like con like they they don't really they feel of control about like actual political shit. So they're just like, how do I make this show? You know, that three people at a cafe. Like, how do I make that more diverse? It's right. Like, yeah, that's not really the problem. No, like, I mean, those people are essentially what Malcolm X was trying to accomplish. You know, that's yeah, <laughs> like we did. Yeah. Martin <laughs> Luther like, King was like that one day uh, people telling jokes about their genitalia will not be judged by the color of the skin, but the content of their notebook. <laughs> uh yeah no yeah, yeah it's you're right though that is an excellent point too is that like none of this shit actually matters that much and you know most of most shows are so scarcely attended that people are leaving by the time they see the end so they have no idea what color the headliner is <laughs> you know like they, don't, they have no fucking idea um, very true so yeah it is kind of weird because people are like like i saw one really dumb post somewhere on facebook and i was just like um I was just saying, like, when, like, 
when you say don't book uh, when you say just book people that are funny like what you're really saying is that uh you shouldn't book like people of color and like if that's what that post really said that is the most unintentional backhanded compliment ever yeah exactly yeah 100 (laughs) yeah like uh, like don't get me wrong i think that meritocracy it's all fucking cracked up to be or whatever but i just yeah i don't i don't know it's just a very like uh all or nothing mentality that doesn't make a lot of sense to me yeah yeah well i don't know it's just it like, I think that it's important to clarify again. We're not being like, oh, I don't get booked enough. I think that we actually do get booked quite a bit for where we are in comedy. Oh, same. I honestly, like, looking back, I don't know how I even got booked that much the way I, like, fucking acted. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, me either. I, well, not not because of the way I acted, but I'm just like, dude, I can't believe, like, pre-pandemic we were doing, like, I was doing four paid shows a week. You know, that's pretty yeah. much what I was averaging, like. I was on a pretty hot, pretty good hot streak there. So yeah, totally. Um, I've, yeah, I've never fucking felt like discriminated. You know, oh I'm no, sir, a million percent. And even that, even that's. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. What were you saying? Oh no, I'm. Just yeah, like, no. I'm <laughs> yeah, I was. I wasn't certainly not feeling discriminated against. Even that story, that anecdote I said about that show. Like, I'm. I'm not being like this guy's fucked up. I'm like, no, I get it. If I ran a if I ran a national show too, I probably wouldn't be like, "Hey, I'm looking for more white guy comedians." Like you do want to have your shows be as representative of the city as possible. You know what I mean? And so if you're just like only booking the white guys, like that's what every club is doing in that town most likely. You know what yeah, I mean? Like totally. And diversity definitely is a good thing. You don't want, you know, show like you don't like of course i see the need for and the want for yeah. because you don't want everyone with the same fucking background the same type of you know yeah whatever you know a show just full of that like 100 percent. like nobody wants that yeah uh, but at the same time it's kind of like if like the numbers just don't add up you know what i mean like the yeah. actual math fucking add up right yeah i'm in that same boat with you yeah homogeny on a show at all is bad even if, even if, I, in my opinion, I don't, I get why people find this interesting. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. I just personally wouldn't want to see a show that's all one of anything. Yeah, 100%. Me personally. I think, I think uh, that's the thing, too, is that uh, diversity, of course, race is like a huge fucking, you know, thing that uh, way that we like stratify ourselves or whatever if I'm using that fucking I have no idea what that word means what does that mean oh just from like stratification so that's just (laughs) what is stratification that's just like putting people into groups okay okay it's like hierarchy stuff but um, is it like Californication huh is it like Californication it's kind of like that but you know I listen to it um (laughs) When I was told, well, <laughs> uh, boo, I like red hot shit. No, <laughs> uh, what were you saying? Um, no, there should be more white hot chili pepper. There you no. go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, um, um, yeah, no, it's just kind of like, um, yeah, it's, it, like, yeah, I don't know. That's all I was saying is just, um, yeah, I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, well, I was just going to say like, there, I like shows that are, that offer an extreme variety of views and opinions. That's my favorite kind of comedy show. If I'm going to see, even if I'm going to see like a headliner show, I really don't like, I will, uh, like credit to guys like Jim Norton and Anthony Jeselnik and people like that who make a, a concentrated effort to book openers that don't look like them. You know what I mean? I only know those two off the top of my head, but I think like, uh, Michael Che takes like a white girl on the road with him and, uh, Michelle yeah. Wolf takes like a gay guy on the road with her. Like, so there are people that make an, an intentional effort to get, make sure that their openers or their features don't look like them. And I think that's the best way to do it. I think yeah. that having homogeny on a show is bad. That's my, no, opinion. I agree. I, I remember what I was trying to say, uh, but I couldn't really articulate. I think I can a little better now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think also the thing with diverse, you know, diversity on a show is that re- like, race doesn't necessarily mean diversity i mean don't get me wrong we should have diversity in races on show i'm definitely not mm-hmm. advocating for you know the opposite of that like yeah but you can definitely have uh like 
you, you can have an all black show with the same type of comedy mm-hmm. and you can have you know all black people on a show with very different types of comedy and same for any other race yeah a million percent right and that's kind of what i was saying about booking differently like even if you and me are like you and i are both white men but i would say our comedy is a certainly variant of each other you know what i mean yeah, Mine, mine's more like personal life based and yours is more like kind of observational based so like yeah like yeah. you can have different kinds of comedy like that but also, you know, it's worth pointing out that the people that like scream diversity are seldom ever do it at black clubs. Like, you know, yeah, I, I hate to keep, I keep pounding this drum on this podcast, but like all these people that, you know, claim that the world's coming to an end because fucking, you know, there's not enough uh, Asian trans people on comedy shows never do it. They only do it at white people. You know what I mean? They're only like, you guys have to be better. And to me, it's just like, it's so obviously, uh, you know, picking and choosing your target here. You know, you're not, you're not picking, you're, you're, you're only going at people who you think you can influence to change it. You're not trying to go after people who, you know, would actually be harder for you to convince of this. You know, if you told a a person who runs a black room that they need to book a, a gay white guy, they'd be like, go fuck yourself. I'm not doing that. (laughs) I don't have to do that if I don't want to, you know, but you know, you can kind of, uh, I, I just know that white people are a little bit more, uh, you know, conscious of being, at least the white people we, we hang out with are a little bit more worried about being perceived as a racist, you know? Yeah, totally. You know? So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Which, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, totally. <laughs> anyway, uh, how was your week? It's okay. I'd like a weird experience at a Rite Aid the other day. Rite like, Aid? Um, huh? Rite Aid? Yeah, right. Now, speaking of a place where the races clash. Yeah. <laughs> what was um, what happened? So like it's kind of just a social anxiety, like um you know, you know, like if I was gonna give a course on social anxiety, like I would give this as like a made up example. Yeah, that know? would uh that would be the worst course ever to teach. <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. I would so do it all online. <laughs> if I were to yeah. teach a class about social anxiety, I'd quit. <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. I'd be like, just be like, oh, I slept with the student. They're like, I don't believe you. you don't have to- <laughs> <laughs> but um no so i i uh like I, you ever go into like a store and you're like oh i should have gotten like a cart or a basket or yeah something yeah yeah so um is one of those those times um mm-hmm. where i just had a bunch of shit in my hand and of course i'm wearing a mask you know um i'm waiting in line six feet you know the rules and uh i'm fucking uh, a mosquito lands on my wrist and like I and so I fucking I all my hands are literally filled with shit even like my elbows you know I'm just like shit sent like I have yeah. a pineapple or whatever under my arm <laughs> you know I mean like yeah. tons of shit I've got bowling pins in my left hand a clown <laughs> A clown paint face paint set in my right hand. <laughs> yeah, I finally got you know that new car axle that I need. <laughs> I've never really been to Rite Aid. I don't know what. <laughs> so I got a I got a jar of motor oil in my right hand and two cans of peanut butter in my left. <laughs> I got that new patio furniture I've been longing for. I just have like a bunch of shit in my hands and. uh like yeah the mosquito lands and so i instinctively just start like trying to blow on it so <laughs> like, it's just i have my mask on so i'm just making like really stupid noises i'm just like <sighs> <laughs> and then like I, i'm trying to be like okay can i like can i direct my breath like up and then over like a z what you were trying you were trying to go like wanted with your breath (laughs) (laughs) you gotta curve your you gotta curve your wind (laughs) (laughs) and then like i'm like ah there's someone fucking behind me and then they're just looking at me and i go ah it's a mosquito and then (laughs) you should have asked them if they could smack it for you yeah it could but i don't know that 
like, yeah, maybe that would be a good solution. Or, yeah. you know, uh, do, I don't know if you've ever heard about this life hack. I've heard about it. I've never actually seen it in practice or tried it myself. But apparently if a mosquito is on you, if you flex the muscle they're on, it like oh, makes yeah, them explode. I have heard that. I think I tried that once before and it didn't work. Yeah, I don't I, I don't believe it. Yeah, I remember it not working when I tried it. It seems far fetched. Yeah. It's but I don't know. What who do what do I know, you know, but um, no, I agree. It sounds it sounds made up, but very cool. I'd works. say that mosquito bites are one of my least favorite things in the entire world. Dude, same, which is why I was fucking freaking out. So I didn't drop anything really, but I dropped it and like they they had this like basket where they normally fill like candy up. You uh-huh. know? Yeah. And so I dropped like two things into that. So I just felt like a, a very boring Mr. Bean. You know, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Yeah, super mild. Yeah, just an American version where it's like, oh, my, like, I tripped over nothing but caught my balance. That was embarrassing. And then he just moves on. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that would, that would make for a much less successful film franchise. That's for sure. Yeah. (laughs) I've never actually seen Mr. Bean. Did you ever watch that? Really? Yeah. I saw it as, um, as a kid. And, uh, yeah, I liked it okay. And I think I saw I, the sequel. I never saw the sequel, no. Mr. Bean Goes to Washington? Is that what it's called? It's something no. weird like that. <laughs> it's, something, it's something weird like that. Let me see. Uh, let me look it up real quick. Mr. Bean sequel. Mr. Bean was actually uh, the one at the Capitol rides who takes himself <laughs> the ball. Oh, it's called Mr. Bean's Holiday. <laughs> Mr. Bean. <laughs> I was close. Maybe he went to Washington. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Bean's March on Washington. <laughs> Tyler Perry presents Mr. Bean's Million Man March. <laughs> um, all right, we're going to get back into the episode we started last week. Okay, I have some exciting news. Um, we've been critical of Dr. Phil recently for his poor uh, YouTube channel changes. I'll give them credit here. They're really just making complete playlists of the meme episodes now. All the fucking shit they put out that is just clearly them being like, oh, this would be uh, crazy, right? You know, like yeah. uh, there's an episode that I'm sure we'll watch either, you know, once we're done with this one or eventually soon where like there was a guy, <laughs> there's an episode about a guy who like dresses up almost exactly like a police officer and like yeah, decorates it. And yeah. And then he's like, I'm not breaking the law. And then there's also an MMA fighter who claims he's getting bullied online or something. So, um, but they're putting them into their own playlist. So they're super easy to get all the clips for. So that's pretty sweet. Um, yeah. yeah so let's, um, we started where we left off on, we didn't watch, we didn't start the clip. The boyfriend admits, paying women to run him over with their car. Did we start that clip? I don't think so. No, I think we stopped off on part three. So let's, I think we were about a minute and 27 seconds into part three. Um, okay. That's so, a rough estimate. <laughs> well, I remember because we jumped off topic. That's how we ended the episode. We started talking about weird porn or whatever. So yeah. I, th- but I remember looking at it being like, okay, make that mental note in your head. Cause I know you're going to be too lazy to do this later. Um, so, um, all right, let's get back into this. Uh, we might be recapping a little bit here. ...of our relationship. Lindsay was willing to experiment with me with things that I had paid other women to do. At the time, she thought it was just between her and I. I've never physically cheated on Lindsay with any of these women, but in my own way, what I did was cheating. How do you feel about that? That seems very, uh... Yeah, that seems very much like trying to distance yourself from it. Yeah, I, well, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. The, like, the purely fantasy thing. Mm-hmm. Like, if, if somebody, like, he's not, he's saying he's not cheating. You know, that's what he's saying. It's like, I'm not physically cheating. But it right. is also like if you're paying women to destroy shoes, then you are doing something. It's it's went beyond complete fantasy. 
Yeah, it's just him saying like, well, no, I'm just getting ripped off. Like, Yeah, essentially. He's like, I'm paying for nothing. I don't get what the big deal is. You know, it'd be like if you just kept ordering empty boxes for Amazon, you know? Yeah. I I just like the boxes. It's it's bizarre. But I just wanted to say, like, I think that there is, I think that there can be something to what he's saying there of being like, yeah, in a relationship, maybe it is healthy to have like these outside fantasies that you never actually like physically act on. You know, you never cheat on your partner, but you know there is a is an outlet sexually that you can do things uh, that maybe your partner isn't capable of doing. It sounds like this girl's kind of down to run him over with her car, though. Yeah, exactly. Like it's kind of weird that he's paying other girls to you know, but maybe that's part of the fantasy is that it has to be someone else. Yeah, you know that old saying, you like, you show me a hot woman, I'll show you a man who's tired of getting ran over by her. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, let's go. Physical pain is really what turns me on. It ranges. Hell yeah. (laughs) Sounds like a Three Days Grace song. (laughs) Totally, yeah. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah, for me, it's just emotional. (laughs) He's, here's another thing. He's a handsome fucking guy, too. Oh, of course. I mean, yeah, like, this is an episode... People on Dr. Phil are either swamp creatures or they're models. There's yeah. no like. There's no in between. Yeah. <laughs> Just from all things of being kicked. You're more likely to find Dr. Phil giving good advice than an average looking person on this show. Yeah, no. <laughs> Very true. Lunch slapped. Something about it just makes me feel alive. One time I was at a restaurant and after the waitress got off, we had had drinks and as she was leaving, I saw an opportunity to go lay underneath her car as she was backing out and she ran over my arm. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> this is straight up like- psychopath shit, dude. Yeah, she's just like, is this some insurance fraud thing? Like, nope. Dude, just a fucking random waitress at a restaurant. Dude, I can't imagine being that horny to where you can't even go to fucking Red Lobster without being like, I want that lady to fucking run me over. Jesus Christ, dude. That sounds like a fucking world of prison. That horny all the time. What if, like, what if it's the wrong car and a dude ran him over? Would he be like, oh, my God, I'm gay? Like, He's like, did I mention that the, the waitress drove a city bus to work? <laughs> <laughs> He's just so fucking horny, dude. That's so fucking crazy. Dude, yeah, this guy should just be, they should just get this guy on jackass and just have a bunch of prostitutes just, like, shoot him in the chest with 9 millimeter pistols and stuff. Just let this guy... Get this guy a fucking real outlet, dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're showing like his wounds and everything. He's like real fucking bruised and bloodied up and stuff. Since I was Why is this thing fucking lagging? Are you are you lagging, Parker? Jones, I've always been attracted to women. Is it lagging on your side? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what the hell's going on. Shoes. That's been the fetish of mine. I've probably spent over five thousand dollars this year on other women to purchase designer shoes just the fact that they're using my money to purchase these is exciting what did he what what did he like tell the fucking person at the er desk like what happened yeah he's like well so i got a i got a fiance right (laughs) it's just like starts all the way at the beginning (laughs) it's like look now as you can see there's a stain in my pants now part of that is blood but the other part no he just walks into the counter of the er he's like help i've been ran over hey what kind of car do you drive (laughs) (laughs) it's like i got one more good arm i could use a i could really use a broken fucking humorous on (laughs) yeah um yeah dude well it's i was gonna say like i i joked earlier this guy just lives in a prison of his own horniness but like honestly like he's he is a very good looking guy if his brain just allowed him to just like love getting pussy just getting pussy baseline you know just liking a girl liking him he would be just the happiest guy in the world totally that's probably why he, uh, yeah, because if he weren't handsome, then he probably would still just be turned on by regular sex. Yeah, you know? well, he's just he's just cursed with the the worst kink ever. And I don't yeah. mean like, 
I don't mean worst in like that I'm judging it. I mean, it, it, objectively, the worst the worst kink is spending thousands of dollars to be in physical pain is the yeah. least payoff kink you can have. <laughs> like, like it's probably not as bad if you're in like the UK, but yeah, definitely like especially in America. Yeah, but, with <laughs> with universal healthcare, you're yeah. in Sweden. <laughs> I have all these shoes Brandon buys for me. I feel like, like I have to keep tabs and know what I have and see where it's at because Brandon ended up talking to some girl. He's suggesting, will you make me mess up my girlfriend's Christian Louboutin heels that I just bought for her? Of course, the woman's gonna say yes, he's paying them. So I took a pair of my Christian Louboutin heels and ruined the, the bottoms of them and sent her money because she made him do that. I don't do these things maliciously to hurt Lindsay. I do lie to her to keep things secret to avoid hurting her, which in turn hurts her. This guy's awesome, dude. <laughs> like, yeah. He is just like, look, I'm not doing it to hurt her. I'm doing it to save her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's like, she's already been in car accidents. I don't want her insurance going up more. Okay. <laughs> He's like, I'm burning your shit for you. Don't you <laughs> Be more thankful, Lindsay. Worse. <laughs> I truly, before all this, felt like a part of the family. Now my relationship with the triplets is extremely complicated. I want Lindsay to set boundaries with her sisters as it pertains to our relationship. I truly believe that there's a possibility to remedy this situation and develop new habits that don't direct men to self-sabotage. Hey, did you like? No, I didn't like it, Dr. No. Phil, you piece <laughs> of shit. Um, yeah, dude, pretty pretty fascinating. Um, I feel kind of, I do feel bad for this guy. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, that's got a, you know, it's an addiction, I guess, like anything else. Yeah, but it is the, fu it's the funniest thing. Mm -hmm. It really is. Like, this guy, he truly is in a fucking, a, just a hellish uh, obsession, you know? Yeah, totally. It's kind of a bummer. Anyway, uh, let's watch this. Go ahead. Same. I'm like I I can relate kind of because I'm I'm really into girls that are emotionally distant, which is the same thing. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's it's a similar thing. I don't know if you know being no, uh, left. <laughs> no, I don't know if being left on red is the same as having your fucking forearm <laughs> broken by a fucking by the wheels of a Jeep Wrangler. <laughs> I, I swear to God, like it crazy because if if a girl like there's this one girl who i was saying who would like you know she would hit me up and stuff and the second she like stopped messaging me i i like i and i i became very like distant her but then the second she stopped messaging me i'm like oh my god what happened like i want my baby back <laughs> yeah healthy yeah no i get you I wonder if this guy ever masturbates by just putting his car in neutral and letting it roll down the driveway. <laughs> <laughs> just, well, someone's got to do it. <laughs> yeah, he starts burning shoes with his left hand. <laughs> <laughs> he gets tired. Yeah, he sits on his left hand and runs himself over. <laughs> yeah, dude, I just, yeah. Jesus Christ, I feel bad for this guy. All right, uh, boyfriend admits to paying women to run him over, run over him with their car. You say that you told Lindsay that you enjoyed having women physically demean you. Sorry, I just realized my Google Chrome money. is needs an update. That's probably why it's being like this, but I don't want to. I don't want to interrupt it right now. Mine does too. I think so. Yeah, stupid. Right. Yes, sir. And also to physically ab abuse you, inflict pain on you. Yes, sir. Correct. And you told her that from the very beginning. Correct. Um. So Dr. Phil's just like, you ever hurt yourself, you know, like you ever cut yourself on that rock hard jawline of you? <laughs> yeah. He's like, Dr. Phil, all this started the first time I heard Nine Inch Nails original song covered by Johnny Cash, Hurt. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, he's, he's so handsome. He's wearing a fucking pink suit and pulling it off. Yeah, holy shit. If, if, yeah. You're, if you're like, how handsome is this guy? Because this guy's crazy. He's wearing a pink suit, and we're not calling him a douchebag. Yeah, totally. He, he looks like a walking vagina. Like yeah, yeah. He's pink. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if he, if he looked any more like a vagina, he'd pay himself to kick himself in the nuts. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> not in full detail, no, sir. Pardon me? Not in full detail, no, sir. Yeah, what What was the first things that he told you, Lindsay? What did you first understand? I confronted him about a video that I saw. I said, have you ever paid women to do this? He said, yes. Um, video? It was a video of a girl kicking him. And uh -huh. I said, and it was also a video of him giving her $600. And he said, what did you just get $600 for? And she said, kicking in the <laughs> it's, so, it's so funny to be so self-incriminating because we're all that we're all that direct when we're that horny you know what i mean where we'll be like yeah who's fucking you and then you know the girl you know we'll ask questions like that but then like when it, when it's being used as video evidence as for you cheating on your girlfriend it's always so it's always so bad she's like yeah, there's a video of him paying a girl $600, and then he says, what am I paying you $600 for? And she says, because I kicked you in the cock. And then you're like, well, that's pretty hard to deny. <laughs> yeah. No, that is not good if you're being like, if it's being transcribed in court. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, it's pretty much a video confession at that point. So I asked him, have you ever paid for this? He said, yes. And I said, you know, is this something that you like? He said, yes. Okay. Um, you actually paid the woman to run over you uh, with a car, correct? Yes, sir. <laughs> Dude, that... <laughs> anyone who knows this podcast knows I live for the pauses, man. <laughs> that's, uh, that's, yeah. that's my entire game. Let's go back a second here. Hold on. <laughs> to run over you uh, with a car, correct? Yes, sir. <laughs> it's like, sorry, it took me a second. I have a concussion from being ran over so many times. Yeah. yeah. I'm into this new thing where I, I ride a bike down a hill at full speed and have a girl throw a broomstick through the spokes. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> you, you paid her to run over your arm? Um. Not in direct terms. No, I laid down as she was backing out. I didn't physically give her money and say, this is what we're going to do in, in exchange for this or that. It was just an impulse. Um, so she, you had already paid her for something else? We're just giving money away. Oh, he paid her thousands of dollars. Okay. And then she was backing out, so you just laid down and put your arm in front of the, the tire so she ran over your arm. Okay, and what was your immediate reaction to that? <laughs> that was a bad orgasm. <laughs> One of the biggest splooging orgasms I've ever had, Dr. Phil. I mean, I came like it was fucking the 4th of July, dude. It was awesome. <laughs> that idea. Yeah. Um, My immediate I mean, reaction was me saying, put it in dry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do it again. I'll double down. <laughs> From it as well? Or was it all just bad idea? Just bad idea from the get, but it's, it's I don't even think idea. about He's it. He's asked me to do it. I mean, if it's such a bad idea, why are you asking me to do it then? But have we ever done it? No, because I know boundaries. <laughs> yeah, that's not a very good line of defense for this guy. To be like, sure, I've asked for that, but I know it's a bad idea, and that's why we've never done it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and I'm not going to run you over. Okay. But since that happened, he's asked you to do it. Yeah. Okay. Well, Lindsay sent us this video that she found of Brandon talking to camera while in the ER. Take a look. Well, just got x-rays done in the ER. See, why is he documenting this? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, but I, I'm into it. Maybe I'm, the judge will to later. I'm so into it, but also, like, this has got to be, this should be the most humiliating moment of your entire life. Yeah. <laughs> and he's, well, I'm sure that's actually what he's probably into is the humiliation of it all. But still, like, you should have some fucking, you should have some post nut clarity at this point, you know? Oh, 100%, dude. Yeah. He has to be, like, into this part as well. Yeah. Yeah. A million percent. No, his fingers are all busted up. His arms all hella swollen. He's he's in bad shape. He's definitely done. That's it. Sit down. Just wait. Here I am.
he's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Who would have thought? Um, yeah, <laughs> he seems a little bit off. <laughs> it's funny that it's like, uh, like they told me sit down. They told me to wait, and trust me, I love taking orders. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that's great. Could I have a woman doctor say it to me? <laughs> <laughs> Like, there's not enough diversity. <laughs> there should be more female, preferably Asian doctors. <laughs> well, you look pretty happy there. I mean, you're pretty smug about it there. So, because I've said, already lied about what really happened. Yeah. What did you tell them happened? <laughs> I said I got. Uh, notification on my vehicle that I had like a flat tire when I got out I didn't put it in park or something like that and when I leaned down to look at the tire like it rolled and it rolled over my arm it's so weird to say I got notification that I had a flat tire you mean your 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 tire light came on <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what a fucking dumb millennial I got a notification you mean your fucking dashboard lit up <laughs> yeah what and so I got a, I got a text from my check engine light. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Idiot. <laughs> Most ridiculous thing, but Rainbow she had no automatic. She had no no reason to question anything that I said. Yeah, I mean, sure. She had no reason because who's going to be like, are you sure you weren't ran over in a weird sex stunt? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> In a David Blaine style sex stunt. <laughs> right. And when you put your arm under the tire and, and this woman that you've paid thousands of dollars to realize she had run over your arm, what, what did she say? Nothing. She kept going. Did she know she ran over your arm? Um, I believe so. Yeah. So well, she sure didn't. Send her that video. So she didn't stop and say, oh, my God. Oh, okay. He sent that video to the girl. That makes more sense why he was filming that video in the ER. He was sending it to that girl. I thought he was just, like, keeping it for his records. But he was sending it to her being like, look how fucking stupid I am. Oh, okay. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah, that's definitely part of the fantasy, being like, look at what you've done to me, you know. Wait, so what, but the girl isn't the one who ran him over, but he sent it to her? No, the girl that ran him over is who he sent the video to. Oh, okay, okay, that does make a lot more sense. Yeah. What did you do? You put your arm under the tire? She just kept going? Just went home, I guess. Okay. So tell me why this shoe, instead of just some other shoe, why the shoe that belong to the woman you say you love. That's so stupid. This yeah. is where Dr. Phil completely falls apart. You know the answer to this. Yeah, it's all just, he's baiting him. Yeah, well, or he's just doing, yeah, he he's either baiting him to like embarrass him or he's doing it for his audience. But either way, just say it to the camera. The reason he chose this shoe is because it's part of the humiliation that he put his relationship on the line for this fetish. That's what it is. Yeah, that's, that's the psychology of it. It's not that hard. I don't yeah. know if it's a self-sabotaging thing. Um, I'd say so. <laughs> that's a yeah. that's a pretty good place to start, at least. <laughs> I don't know if it's because I'm doing it to myself. Yep, yeah, no, you, you nailed it. No, no further questions, Your Honor. <laughs> Push the limits to make it worse. If this isn't enough, why don't I try to do more? Why don't I try to go further? I, I I don't understand why I feel the need to bring others into this dark world. Yeah, I feel a little bit bad for him there. He seems really at a loss, but yeah, but he's probably really getting off at how you know how ashamed he is. Oh, for sure, um, for sure, dude. There's that was epi that was clip five. There's. 13 total we have eight more clips of this guy this is for sure a three-part episode but i i'm loving every second of it yeah um, yeah i think that that's kind of cool now with the clips it's kind of like oh, it's whenever we get bored of it <laughs> yeah um, a million percent yeah yeah it's pretty cool um okay let's watch this next clip this one is called uh boyfriend films woman destroying girlfriend's father's business <laughs> Dude, this guy, this guy is like cartoonishly horny. <laughs> you took a woman. He's like, yeah, I will, uh, I will, I will commit arson to 
get a cummy. <laughs> uh, here we go. To y'all's father's shop, mm -hmm. correct? Yes. When he's in the hospital dying of cancer. Yeah, he's in the hospital fighting a terminal disease. Yes. And you take a woman to his business and film her destroying his record collection. Jesus Correct? fucking Christ, dude. What a fucking animal. <laughs> this guy just <laughs> doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> he is so unapologetically horny, man. It's crazy. Yes, sir. Brandon, how do you justify that? I can't justify it. I can't. I, it's selfish, it's, I, I don't have any way to justify it, I don't have an excuse for it, I, I'm not gonna. Okay, well then take me through the thought process. What did you say to her? It's not about having a conversation, it's just more of a fact of here's money, this is what I want you to do, and there's not really any other question about it. But she had to know what to do. Take me through the moment where you communicate. <laughs> Dude, just like I'm trying to not make you look like an empathetic character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, he's like, I really don't want anyone to have any good things to say about you. No, this I just like the idea. He's like, no, look, I hand over, I give a girl six thousand dollars and tell her to take a shit on my dad's Mickey Mantle rookie card. It's not about. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, That's exactly it. He wants more gory details. Yeah, yeah. It's it, but he's like, no, it's pretty straightforward, Doctor Phil. I pay a woman eighteen thousand dollars and she slices my family dog's neck right in front of me. <laughs> I don't understand. I don't understand where, you, <laughs> dude. Also, these girls rock. These girls who are just no questions asked, just doing all these oh, crimes. Totally. Yeah, I I want them to like not text me back or something. Yeah. That would be me. Yeah, they're awesome. To her, what it is you wanted her to do? I just had the records and I told her that I wanted her to break them. Your girlfriend, the woman you love's dying father, you went back and got. God, dude, he's really hitting that part hard, isn't he? He's like, oh, by the way, girlfriend's dying father. <laughs> record collection and brought it out and said, okay, I want you to break all of this stuff while I watch. Okay, and, and did you well, become sexually to be, aroused? To be fair, he's not going to need the records. <laughs> yeah, 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 he's a... Uh... He's kind of becoming a broken record himself. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. He's yeah, expiring. He, he's just like, he, he did it because he was jealous that he was in the hospital with cancer. And <laughs> yeah. I'm so painful. Yeah. At that point? Sexually aroused, no. So what, what did you do? I don't know. It's, it, it is some type of rush or feeling that I get that it's like the further I push things into a... A level of, I, I don't know how to explain it. The worse it gets, the. What did he do? He filmed it so he could watch it later, I guess. I filmed everything. How many times did you watch <laughs> He's like, I'm a fucking documentarian, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm trying to do a show. <laughs> watch that video. He didn't get a chance to because I found it the day later and I deleted everything off of his phone. Uh, here, here's a text message from Brandon uh, to a woman about keying his car and being run over, of course. Brandon, can we trade the slap? She's going to slap him, and you run me over instead. I, I, I thought you said she didn't know anything about running you over. I don't know if, is this the same person? <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> He's like that. That literally could have been to my mom. I don't know who that text message is to. <laughs> yeah. Like, what's the license plate number on the car? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did you have a Did you have a VIN number for that vehicle? He's like, <laughs> 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 I'll need to see license and registration so I can identify who that was. Yeah, that's crazy. That he, it's happened so many times. He can't <laughs> yeah. keep track of it. He's like, I. It's it's anyone's guess who that text message is to. I have no idea.
I don't know. You tell me how many people run over you. I've discussed it with multiple people, but I've only been, I've ran, been ran over twice, actually. One woman had agreed to do it, and the other one... <laughs> He's like, been ran over twice. I broke my leg ice skating once. I fell off a horse when I was six. <laughs> He's just going through his medical history. And you just laid down, and but one agreed to do it. Yes, sir. You got to also ask yourself who he's hanging around with. Oh, I know the woman. And what kind of... Whoa, what? Yeah, I want to know more about that right there. But he's bringing into your life through him. Mm -hmm. uh, because if they're saying, you know, he's okay with that, what are they going to do next? And at what point is he likely to decide what kind of rush it would be to have somebody beat the out of you? He already wanted someone to key her vehicle, her truck. Yeah. He was going to pay someone to come key her car. So it's already getting into her. See, yeah, this is where this is where Dr. Phil just completely loses all control is when he just has people on. <clears throat> like, you can make this episode happen with just the girlfriend and the, the boyfriend. Yeah, that's very true. I don't. I. I just don't understand why the two sisters are sitting out here. It's like yeah, only, it's only to gang up. Yeah, no, that's one hundred percent. Which is not how therapy is supposed to. You know, you're. That's why you don't. Uh, yeah, have like your whole. I don't know. Yeah, like, like why don't they? Why don't they bring one of the girls that ran him over on here so she can like you know, testify how much he's like, no, but I love my girlfriend afterwards. You know, like, you know, they never, they don't let anyone on to make him look better. They only just bring people on to beat him up. It sucks, you know? Yeah. And also to feel so like, you know, she can like plug her socials and shit. Yeah. Like, a million yeah. percent. Yeah. Yeah. That too. Well, my dad's a mentioned She knew where I lived, so I didn't feel safe at my own apartment anymore. Lindsay sent us this video. She says she found where Brandon had an unnamed woman roll over Lindsay's designer shoe. The video stops right before her heel went under the wheel. Take a look. Dude, what the fuck? Whoa. <laughs> yeah, it's, so, it's so weird to like direct someone like that. It's just like, oh, okay, move left. Like, yeah, well, and it, it, it looks yeah. like he's giving her like a, a DMV like license driving test where he's like, yeah. okay, now parallel park, right? Or, yeah, run over my girlfriend's heel while you parallel park. <laughs> You did continue on and run over it, correct? Run over it there? No, sir. Uh -huh. So how, how did this damage happen? It's just like, look, Dr. Phil, women drive. Right? <laughs> 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 no, he's Dr. Phil's asking how the damage to the, the shoes happened. He's like, Dr. Phil, if I'm being honest with you, Lindsay's got one leg that's a little bit longer than the other, okay? And I didn't want to tell this to her because I didn't want to make her feel self-conscious, but she drags that other leg like like she just had a stroke or something. <laughs> she just keeps scraping up the bottom of her shoes. <laughs> they, they all look like that. She thinks it's me, but it's really her. <laughs> On that video, that's not when it was ran over. It was ran over later after probably 10, 15, 20 minutes. I don't know. But it wasn't on that video. They didn't. But keep it going. was run over. <clears throat> yes, sir. By that woman in that car. Yes, sir. Beautiful triplets torn apart by a boyfriend. Oh, okay. Lindsay That's not a fair way to paint this either. <laughs> Physical pain is really what I turns me on. You actually paid the woman to run over you with the car. Uh, I laid down and she was backing out. Okay, sorry. That thing was freaking the fuck out there. Um, okay, yeah, we'll we'll finish up that episode next week. Um, yeah. I don't know how anyone agrees to be on that show if they've seen the show. You yeah, know it's, I mean? it's crazy. It really is. Like, it's funny. Funny enough, I've, I, I've been a... Uh, my new favorite videos on YouTube to watch are, uh, like, the people who, like, break down why you should never talk to the cops. You know? I've Yeah. Uh oh Jesus Christ, sorry. My computer's wigging out. Yeah, I've been watching, like, videos about, like, uh, 
you know, like law professors being like, here's why you should never <clears throat> like talk to the cops during a traffic stop and stuff and like what to say, just cause I find it interesting. Mm. Um, and yeah, that Dr. Phil is the police. Just don't ever talk to, if Dr. Phil invites you on the <laughs> show, it's not to make you look good. Yeah. 100%. It's just not. Yeah. Um, all right, dude, you got anything to plug? Um, let's see. Um, probably just the stuff we're on, right? Yeah, we're uh, we're gonna be on some stuff coming up here. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I actually do. I'm so used to just being like, no, nah, but yeah, I need to plug stuff. <laughs> um, see, no, that's now dead. Yeah, I forgot the dates. Do you remember the date? Yeah, we got um. <clears throat> let's see here. God, my dumb fucking calendar on my iPhone like literally has. Everything is an event like Good Friday. I didn't shit. Yeah, well, okay, we're doing the Bad Flick show. It's actually you, me, and Mariam are on that together on March oh, yeah. 3rd. Um, oh, on 3rd? Yeah, on March 3rd, next Wednesday. Um, let's see. And then I'm doing a roast battle in Orangevale. I'm judging that on March 13th. <clears throat> and then... God, oh, I'm doing something for Stab on March 14th. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, and then the next sports ball will be March 16th. So that's what I've got coming up. Parker, what about you? Um, we're also doing a thing at Stab at uh, 8 or 8.30 on uh, March 15th uh, online. We are? Yeah, remember? Is that a Fill My Heart episode? Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Okay, I just didn't remember what the date was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and uh, we'll be putting this out today, actually. So uh, on Saturday, also, Parker and I will be at Grant Park at like 3 p.m., I think, is when the show starts for some comedy oh, in the park. Yeah, I, yeah I'm yeah, i bringing some people out, I think. Oh, maybe. sweet, dude. Who? Yeah. I, uh, I'll also, yeah, follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and even TikTok, but uh, at Parker the Newman. Nice. You really avoided that question. Huh? Oh wait, uh, what, sorry. What I, I, I asked who you're bringing to the park. I was like, "Oh, who you bringing?" You're all anyway. Follow me on social media. Oh, guys. No, I no, no, I didn't hear. No, uh, just my cousin and uh, possibly his girlfriend and her brother. So, nice, yeah. sick, sick. Okay, uh, yeah. Follow me on Twitter at Drew Absher, on Instagram at Drew Absher is dumb. Even though I have been limiting myself, you inspired me, Parker. I set a timer on all my apps. Uh, so oh, been, really? Sick. Yeah, I've, I've been off there for. Uh, a lot more. So that's pretty fun. I'm enjoying that a lot more. Um, good. Okay. Yeah, I recommend it. Yeah. Okay, everybody. I think that's it from us. We will talk to you next week. Goodbye. Bye.